Hello, everyone. This is Scott Rochelle, and this is the Bay Area Podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Central Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. You can find me personally at Reichel Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we talk about the Golden State Warriors and some of their games coming up over the next couple of days from a betting perspective. Before we do all that, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports. March Madness and baseball are finally upon us. Bet Online has you covered with all of the updated news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Support for this podcast brought to you by Just Alive, a trusted source for high-quality wellness CBD products created by athletes just for you. I personally have had issues with maintaining focus and energy levels throughout the day, and that's why Just Alive has come up with their new CBD gummy line. They have six different flavors and functions, including sleep, energy, focus, immunity, calm, and vitamin C, plus their vegan and low sugar. Just Live was founded by professional athletes Clay Thompson, Alex Morgan, Travis Pastrana, and Paul Rodriguez because they wanted to create a CBD product that they could trust and that they could stand behind. If you need support with sleep, focus, energy, stress, or immune health, I highly recommend giving them a try. Plus, if you buy one, you get one free of the new gummy line with the code word SUPPORT at JustLive.com. That's buy one, get one free at JustLive.com using the code word SUPPORT. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ben Barrett Podcast here on the Blue Podcast Network. Now, before we went on break, we already previewed what we're going to be doing for this week's show. Uh, you have Golden State, of course, playing a couple more games this upcoming week. Plus, uh, I didn't mention this before we went on break, but I also can cover the draft briefly. I know the 49ers have the third pick in the draft. A lot of speculation on what they're going to do. Probably going to be a quarterback. Is it going to be Kyle Pitts as a wild card? Probably not. So you're looking at a quarterback there, but I'll get into that in a little while. But looking at... The Warriors here, just going to recap what happened last week. Overall, pretty decent. Not really much else to talk about. Ended up beating Denver, uh, beat Sacramento, and then got absolutely murdered by Dallas on television on Tuesday. I believe they had 29 points in the first half, trailed by, I think it was 39 after three quarters. It was really just an ugly game. And then, uh, yeah, Golden State, back to 500. So it's kind of the same story. Is the team good? Not really. Is the team bad? Well, they're not great, but, you know, there are worse teams in the league. goes back to what I said around the trade deadline video from, or trade deadline podcast from a couple of weeks ago, where I said that Golden State should probably blow it up. You keep uh, Clay, you keep Curry. I don't even know if you keep Draymond, but that's a separate story. But you're looking at this team. Wiggins has kind of regressed back to the player that I remember him being over uh, his time in Minnesota. Uh, he had a great start to the year, has been pretty quiet lately. Meanwhile, you look at Ubre. Ubre has actually played very well, so Ubre I'll give props to because after some early season struggles, he has actually picked it up. But I still don't know if he has a real place on this roster, so I think you can argue that trading him might have made sense. But, you know, Golden State's kind of just throwing some guys out there now. Of course, Jordan, Jordan, uh, Jordan Poole's playing a decent amount of minutes. Boulder's playing a bit. They keep throwing some guys in there. Are any of them really good? No, but they're going to keep throwing in some of the younger guys and seeing what sticks. But looking at the upcoming schedule for Golden State, they do have four games on the card. So we do have a lot of games to talk about, and one game is going to be taking place tonight. It will be a road game as Golden State will be traveling to Minnesota to take on the Timberwolves, and the current number for that game is going to be the Warriors minus 5, and the over-under in that game is 234. 
I'd open up at 233, been bet up to 234. Now, looking at this matchup here, I know Golden State is uh, supposed to win, of course, because Minnesota's a terrible team, and Golden State is clinging to a play-in tournament spot. But the issue that I have here with Golden State is that, once again, besides Curry, this team doesn't have much of a supporting cast. And if you want to talk about Minnesota, this team is not very good. Don't get me wrong. However, the Timberwolves have played better lately, if you have looked at the results. Really, ever since... Uh, D'Angelo Russell came back. They have definitely looked a lot sharper offensively. Of course, Towns is still a very solid big man. Anthony Edwards is one of the favorites to win Rookie of the Year. Would I vote for him? No, because his shooting splits are atrocious. But you look at Minnesota, they have won three in a row. They have won five of their last seven. So Timberwolves playing decent basketball, and they're at home for this game. Do I think Golden State is going to win? Truth is, I actually think Minnesota has a shot to win this game outright. Uh, you look at Minnesota at home, they're not great, 11-19 and 19 at home, but Golden State is only 12-20 and 20 on the road. So the issue there is that Golden State, when they're away from home, is disastrous. And I do think Minnesota, with Towns especially, Golden State does that at Newington Garden. You're going to throw Looney out there for a little bit, but Towns, of course, can stretch him on the perimeter, and I don't think Looney can get out there. Uh, Russell's still a great point guard. Golden State doesn't exactly have any wing shutdown defenders. Uh, Wiggins was playing good defense earlier in the year, but realistically, he'll probably be on Edwards, so I think Russell should have a decent game. And overall, I think the spread's too high. Uh, I think Minnesota covers and potentially wins the game. And as for the total here, I'm going to go with the over. Uh, Minnesota's been playing some up-tempo basketball season long, and Golden State is not afraid to go up-tempo as well. So I think that you'll see a high-scoring game, and I think that Minnesota plus the four is definitely worth a shot. Would it shock me if Golden State wins? Uh, by decent margin, no, because Minnesota's not very good, but based on current form, I do think Minnesota has some value here receiving points at home. Now, looking at the rest of the Warriors' upcoming schedule, uh, I said before, you got four games to talk about, so let's go into the second one right now. And this game is going to be a road game against the Rockets, so this one should be winnable. Uh, you looked at the last time these teams played in Golden State, and Golden State won that game by 16, and that was on April 10th. Now, Houston, of course, we know is terrible. One of the worst teams in the league. After a decent start to the season, this team absolutely hit a wall. And now, uh, segue, uh, John Wall out for the year. I uh, see what I did there uh, with uh, Wall, of course, being his name. But he's out for the year, and he wasn't playing much to begin with. You look at everyone else, Christian Wood's still very good. Uh, he's one of the bright spots of that team. And even though uh, the team's a disaster, Wood was definitely a phenomenal free agent signing by the Rockets. But this team is awful. There's really no way to put it. They tried out. They tried Oladipo for a little bit, then they traded him. Uh, don't really have many options. Uh, Eric Gordon's been in and out of the lineup all year long. Uh, you got Kevin Porter, who's decent. I know he was awful in his last game, but he's got some talent. Like Jay Sean Tate, you're throwing in Kelly Oubre. Kelly Oubre not Kelly Oubre, sorry. Kelly Olynyk. sorry. Uh, but Olynyk has had a decent run there for Houston, but once again, this team's terrible. So I got to go with Golden State. I think Golden State should win this game pretty handily. I'm not sure what the spread will be. Probably somewhere between the 7 and 9 range, but I do think Golden State should win pretty handily and get the job done. Then you have two matchups back-to-back against the same team. One of them's going to be on TV. One of them's not going to be on TV. Both road games at New Orleans. That will be taking place on Monday and Tuesday. And now New Orleans, of course, had the pretty disappointing loss to Denver yesterday. I know Denver's a good team. Zion had a shot to tie the game, potentially send it to overtime, and then Jokic got... What feels like one of his only blocks of the season, but he ended up blocking Zion, and they ended up holding on for the win. But you're looking at Golden State here, 
And the question that you have is that you really have conflicting styles because Golden State loves to shoot it from the perimeter, whether they're good at it, separate story besides Curry, of course. But you look at New Orleans, they can't shoot. So New Orleans loves to try to drive into the paint. Uh, I know that Lonzo's had pretty good numbers shooting from the outside, but when you're playing Eric Bledsoe decent minutes, I don't trust his shot at all. Uh, you go through the rest of the line, not really many great options when it comes to shooting from the perimeter, but you still have Zion, you still have Ingram, uh, you still have big men on the inside with Adams and with Hayes, who uh, I don't want to say have many post moves, but they can finish at the rim, and I do think that for rebounding, they're going to play a big factor here, because Golden State can't rebound at all, but... I like New Orleans in that spot uh, for the first game on Monday. Uh, just looking at it, I think Zion and Ingram should probably cook in this matchup. Once again, Golden State doesn't have many, I'd say, elite one-on-one defenders, which is a serious problem, and Zion can't really be guarded by anybody anyway. And you throw in the fact that Golden State really only has one big man in Kevon Looney, I see foul trouble, and I think that he, they're going to struggle without him. Unless Curry goes absolutely nuts, I think New Orleans should win this game. So for me... I'm going to look at the Monday matchup, and I'm going to take New Orleans to get the job done. And then it takes us to the uh, Tuesday game. Uh, So they're playing it back-to-back here. That will be on the road as well against New Orleans. And for this one, I really don't know what to think of New Orleans in the spot because, of course, the Pelicans have been known to bench players on back-to-backs with Zion over the last couple of years, even Ingram on occasion, who's been a little bit banged up so far this season. Not lately, but as a whole. So it wouldn't surprise me if New Orleans potentially rests some guys, but then again, you can make an argument while they're still competing, technically I'll put competing in quotes, for a play-in spot. So this game's kind of meaningful for New Orleans, but I think everyone kind of realizes that New Orleans not going to be able to get in with so few games left on the schedule. But you're looking at a situation where I I just think that they're going to split uh, these two games. You can argue of who's going to win which game, but I'll take Golden State to win the Tuesday game. I do think that New Orleans will probably be winning for a decent portion of it, but New Orleans is one of the worst fourth-quarter teams in the league, and they have blown a ton of leads late in games, and I think that Golden State will sneak up on this team, make a little bit of a fourth-quarter comeback, and get the job done. But uh, that's going to sum up the four games that we have. I can go through the stats, but nothing's really changed. Curry, of course, has been going nuts. Draymond's been getting a lot of rebounds and assists, but he can't score to save his life. I believe he attempted one shot and had zero points against Dallas, uh, sure. You know, Draymond, you're going to do whatever you want to do, but the man can't shoot, and I don't know why anyone ever guards him. So I think that kind of speaks for itself. I know Draymond's had a great run in Golden State, but the truth is, ever since the clay injury, Draymond's been kind of exposed, and it might hurt some people's feelings. Because I know you can say, well, he's a good defensive player, good passer, and whatever. Yeah, I get that. The man can't score at all. And when you have two of the best shooters of all time, usually with you, it definitely helps camouflage it because you get to have more one-on-one situations. People constantly trap uh, the pick-and-rolls there with Clay and with Steph. But in reality, when Draymond actually has some type of offensive role that involves scoring, he's a disaster. So I'm kind of curious what Golden State's going to do in the future. But either way, to go through the four games once again, I like Minnesota plus the points tonight against Golden State, and I like the over. I like Golden State uh, laying points against Houston. I don't know what the spread's going to be, but I'm guessing between 7 and 9. Then you have back-to-back games against New Orleans, which I think New Orleans will be favored by around 1 or 2. I think it'll be close to pick them in both these games, but we'll see. But I'm going to pick New Orleans to win the Monday game, and I'm going to pick the New Orleans to lose the Tuesday game. 
So I think that Golden State will chop those two. So overall, a potentially decent week. Uh, probably looking at a 2-2 two and two situation, which I guess is decent enough to get them into the playing game or playing tournament, which is really all Golden State's trying to do at this point. So you can argue Golden State should be trying to tank, trying to get a lottery pick, but well, whatever. It is what it is, and they're going to try to let it ride. So we'll see what happens there. But since we do have a couple of minutes, I'm going to transition quickly and talk about the draft. I know the 49ers have the third pick in the draft. You have seen a lot of movement on the odds for the third pick in the draft over the last couple of hours. And if you want to look at the actual odds, Mac Jones is still the favorite to be taken third overall at around minus 185. I believe he was minus 300 yesterday. Now you look at Trey Lance, he was at 3-1, to one, and now he's around plus 170. So there has been a decent amount of money coming in on Lance to be the third pick in the draft. And Justin Fields has gone from like 5-1 to one to 550. So I wouldn't say Fields has no shot, but it really seems like Fields has no shot. So I'm going to throw him out here. And you have potentially three options. If you want to go wildcard Kyle Pitts, I wouldn't hate it. You throw him with Kittle together, but for the sake of this and the fact the 49ers traded up uh, to get into the top three, I think they're going to take a quarterback. So looking at those two choices, Lance and Jones, I said this about, I want to say, three or four days ago on the Winners and Winners uh, YouTube uh, shows that I end up doing, as well as the radio show uh, that I do uh, with my co-host Scott Steen there. But I said I felt Lance would be the pick. Uh, I, I said that back when Lance was around 3-1. to one. Uh, At the end of the day, uh, Shannon does have connections with the North Dakota State quarterback coach. And Mac Jones, I don't, I don't want to say he's bad. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a fine. I think he's fine. Uh, I don't think that he's going to do as well in the NFL because he's not going to have the greatest receiving uh, class or the receiving core with him. As you saw, Smith and Waddle blow past every receipt, every cornerback last year. I know that Waddle got injured, but Smith had probably the greatest season ever by a college wide receiver. So I think that definitely helps when you're automatically wide open about two seconds after the snap every play. But I think they're going to end up going with Lance. The issue that I have is not the fact that I don't think Jones is very good. I think the issue is that Jones is too similar to Jimmy G. If you look at the way that they play, pretty similar. They got some mobility, but not much. And they mostly are pretty accurate quarterbacks who don't really throw the ball downfield too much. And I do think that with uh, you having Jimmy G on the roster, now of course the 49ers are probably going to end up trading him within the next couple of days, as they should, because he's getting paid a decent amount of money for being an average at best quarterback, but probably below average. And I think that Lance brings something different to the table. And I know that you can say, well, different is not always good. 49ers were, you know, one potential overthrow away from winning a Super Bowl uh, with Garoppolo missing, I believe it was Emmanuel Sanders in the middle of the end zone. But you're looking at a situation here where I just think that Jones is fine, but I think, once again, he might be a bit of a game manager. And I think that Lance, even if you don't exactly think he's going to be that good, you can't really deny the arm talent. And from what I've heard, I've heard he's a pretty uh, he's had a pretty good couple of weeks when it comes to his pro days as well as his interviewing. So people seem to like him. Of course, I don't put much stock into pro days. I don't think they really tell you anything. But you look at this actual spot here, and I think that Lance gives you a different wrinkle and I think Shannon might try to push the envelope. But I'll be a little bit different. I'll take Lance to be the third pick in the draft, and we'll see what happens going forward. But other than that, though, that's been this installment of the Benny Ray Podcast here on the Blue Podcast Network. Good luck to all of you, and respect the best today. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.